When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. And welcome to the best show on your radio. It is Freddie and Harry. He is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and also your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. It's a make-or-break year for Nick Sirianni, Eagles head coach, and Mike McCarthy, the Dallas Cowboys. Which coach is going to survive that make-or-break year? Let us know in the Freddie and Harry call-in line at 888-ESPN. 888-729-3776. Nick Sirianni will be back as coach at Eagles in 2024. Mike McCarthy in the last year's contract the Dallas Cowboys in 2024. Which coach is going to survive that make or break year? Will it be Coach Mack in Dallas or Sirianni in Philadelphia? Let us know at 888-729-3776. I'll ask Harry that question. After you hear how Nick Sirianni at a press conference today involving him and Harry Roseman, the Eagles general manager, it seemed to me, Harry, when I heard this Harry Roseman, it sounds like the dreaded vote of confidence for Nick Sirianni. Every conversation that we're having is about how we can move forward together. And I think the important thing for us to look at is before the stretch, which was a you know, difficult stretch, we were 26-5 and five over the last 31 games. That is hard to do in the National Football League. That is hard to find a head coach in this league who has that record of success. I think we were 33-11 and 11 up until that point with Nick. We made the playoffs Three straight years again. Not okay finishing one and six. I'm not sitting up here saying that, but it is hard to find somebody who can do those sort of things. I've heard those kind of backhanded compliments before in different sports in the NBA, Major League Baseball. That was when I was like, I like Nick, but that was unacceptable. It's hard to find a guy like Nick, but we're not putting up with that. (laughs) I'm glad Nick Sirianni is here. Three straight years in the playoffs. We haven't won a world championship. I've heard Harry Roseman say those kind of things about Doug Peterson. Barely two years removed before they moved on from him after bringing the Eagles their first Super Bowl championship ever in the history of the organization. That's the part that I can't get out of my mind, Freddie, because you had a guy in Doug Peterson who won a Super Bowl for you, right? Really galvanized and and, and put the city on his back and brought all types of life to the city of Philadelphia. Uh, you know, they planned to meet Mill Sun. Hold on, wait a minute. Y'all thought <laughs> I was fit. The whole city was ignited. Right, and right. then two years after that moment, mm-hmm. he's mm-hmm. no longer the head coach. Mm-hmm. And then now comes Nick Sirianni, and I agree with a lot of the things that he said. It is hard in National Football League yeah. on this three-year run that Nick Sirianni has had to yeah. have the success that they've been able to have. Absolutely, especially right? in that city. You're right. Exactly. You 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 made the playoffs one year. You lost to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You make the Super Bowl the following year. Um, you make the playoffs the third year, but I think that. You know, losing six of the last seven games in that one win didn't look very promising, and no one felt good after that as well. Right. It's the part that's the most concerning because your job as the head coach is to not be in that spot. Your job as the head coach, when you have two or three of those games, is to figure out or pinpoint what the problem, what the issues are, yeah. and get them fixed. Yeah. You shouldn't be one and done with all the talent that you had on that football team. Right, we went into the season saying that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, whew, 
this was going to be a tough one uh-huh. for him. Absolutely. We went into the season saying that the Philadelphia Eagles woo, could possibly have another trip to the what? <laughs> Super Bowl. And they were one and done. So you look at the two organizations and how they reviewed coming into the season. Right. And I'm bringing Tampa in this because that's who beat them. Mm-hmm. Right. And you look at how they finished. You know, Tampa gave the Detroit Lions everything they could handle. Ask me did I did I did I at one minute mm-hmm. would I have thought that the Philadelphia Eagles was going to beat the Detroit Lions? Right. Yeah. No. 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 Not at all. Not at all. You mentioned about Philadelphia. It struck in my head because remember, High Roseman got raked across the coals for bringing this guy in as head coach when it comes to Nick Sirianni, because even he said that was the third choice and they decided on him. People are like, what in the name of all that is holy in Philadelphia? What in the name of Ishka Bibbles are you doing bringing this guy in to be the head coach? He ain't need a main piece. You know? Right, exactly. Right, yeah, exactly. He, had one of, he had one of his side pieces. <laughs> huh? yeah, either way. According to say, some of our callers that call in on safe space, ex- which we have later today. Exactly. So many people want to quest love and black thought from the roots <laughs> to be a head coach instead of Nick Sirianni. They're like, why are they bringing this guy in as far as that goes? And now even a year and a half later, like, man, that was the right choice. So High Rose was not going to give up on his guy. He was not going to not bring him back in 2024. But that doesn't mean that High Rose is like, look, if this keeps trending down, the way that that looked towards the end of the season, nah, I don't think I'm going to put up with that in 2025 if this doesn't ramp back up Ooh. in 2024. Let me ask you this, though, Freddie. All right. Let's just say things mm-hmm. doesn't they don't get fixed. Right. And Nick Sariani ends up not being the guy. Uh-huh. Could you see a mm. situation where Jeffrey Lurie is saying, you made this, this was you, to Howie Roseman? And moving on from him. Well, he's demoted Howie Roseman before when he hired Chip Kelly. Well, right before he hired Chip Kelly. He demoted him before, and people thought that was going to be for Howie Roseman. And then he, and then just like acid, like the Phoenix rising from the ashes, he was able to bring Doug Peterson in and then bring in Nick Sirianni. So I don't know if he'll do that, but that doesn't mean that Jeffrey Lurie won't do the high Roseman. We're going to dread it both the confidence the same way that I believe Nick Sirianni got that when Howie Roseman said. Every conversation that we're having is about how we can move forward together. And I think the important thing for us to look at is before the stretch, which was a you know, difficult stretch, we were 26-5 and five over the last 31 games. That's what he's going to have in his head. Before that stretch, we were 26-5 and five in 31 but games. But you can't get that stretch out of your mind. Absolutely. And I don't think he's going to have it out of his mind that if he sees, if it stays that way and levels down a little bit, then that this could be it for Freddie, next year in 2024. It's the way it looked, Freddie. It's Absolutely. The, it's That's the, a good point. It's the yes. body language of multiple players. They looked defeated mm-hmm. during games that weren't even over at the time that they were looking defeated. You're right. That, that didn't look right. Some images you can't get out of your mind. Right, no doubt about that. So before I ask Harry Douglas, I'll ask everybody out there on the Freddie and Harry calling line at 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Two coaches in the same division, Mike McCarthy in Dallas, Nick Sirianni in Philadelphia. We believe that 2024 is a make-or-break year. Who is going to survive and why? I'll ask Harry after we find out from you at 888-729-3776. Like David in Virginia. David, what is your answer to that question, my friend? Siriana Siriani survives if he makes the decisions and he does well with that. Now, that sounds weird, but McCarthy isn't making the decision. McCarthy can't win in this situation. He's got a big Jerry Jones sitting over his shoulder saying, this is what you're going to do, this is what you're going to do, this is what you're going to do. All right? And I will tell you this right now. If McCarthy goes, there's not a named coach that will go 
play for a man who says you have to do everything I tell you to do instead of being the coach and taking their talent and knowing what they're supposed to do. David, you're right. I'm going to expand upon that this way. Jerry Jones wants a puppet ruler. Yeah. Nothing against Mike McCarthy. But he I'm wants your puppet. Exactly. Oh, look at you going back to Bobby James Purify from back in the 60s. Well done, Bobby. You're a little old school soul there from Harry Douglas. A little versatile. Regarding that. A little versatility. More versatile than I thought. I knew you were versatile. <laughs> I didn't realize you were that versatile when it came to stuff like that. But he makes a fair point because as precious as those jobs are in the National Football League, there's certain situations you look at and you say, mm, <laughs> I, I wouldn't mind working in Dallas, but that means I got to work for that guy. But that doesn't mean that somebody would not take on that challenge. But who do you believe survives this make or break year? Sirianni in Philadelphia or McCarthy in Dallas and why, Harry? I believe, you know, because of the family members of certain players in Dallas, it doesn't make this situation even better. (laughs) It really doesn't, Freddie. Um, (laughs) You're not even talking about the Jones family. You're talking about the players' families. Yes. Just Google Cowboys family drama and believe me, you're welcome from Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio. I, I'm going to go with the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay. I, I, I really am because when I look at Dallas, mm-hmm. they were so one-dimensional. Yeah. And I think if, if you look at Philly, if they get the right offensive coordinator and they embrace what the identity should be for this offense mm-hmm. – it's going to be better than what we've seen in 2023. Okay. If they get the right defensive coordinator right. that puts them in the proper positions to be successful, sure. I don't think we're going to get a defense that was at the bottom, especially when it came to passing, mm-hmm. uh, defending the pass and third down defense. So I'm going to go Philly. Okay. You'll hear if I agree or disagree with what Harry had to say about Nick Sirianni. He was more likely to survive this make or break year in Philadelphia than Mike McCarthy in Dallas. My answer will come up after one of our favorites. Kelly Illinois gives us her answer at 888-729-3776. Miss Kells, who survives the make-or-break year? Is it Nick Sirianni in Philadelphia or Mike McCarthy in Dallas and why? I think it's going to be Philip. But let me tell you something. The best part of waking up is coffee. The best part of 2 to 6 is my Harry and Freddie. There we okay? go. There love we you guys. Go. There we go. Much love back, my but, sister. You know how that goes. You know we love you, Kelly. I love you guys. So you know I'm just, you, here's Kelly. what I think is going to happen. Oh, here's what I think is going to happen. He's going to be the coach. Week six, they're going to be like, oh, heck no. What did we do? <laughs> I say by week eight, he's gone. Ooh. You heard it here. Write it down. Okay. 124 at uh, two. Well, I'm in, I'm in Illinois with so, the SL in the Mississippi at 312 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> I love Kelly so much. Me too. I really do. Just time specific, time stamps and everything. I love Kelly so much. But to what she said, though. Because he's been put on notice. Normally, and you've seen this, Harry, you play in the NFL, you play in college football. If the coach has to get rid of the coordinators, that means he's next. That means whoever you bring in, and the reporter out is out there between Adam Sheff, the ESPN NFL insider, and Jeremy Fowler, another ESPN NFL insider, Vic Fangio, and the Miami Dolphins are mutually parting ways. That's the top target for the Eagles, a defensive coordinator. It seems like a deal is going to be striked sooner than later. If you have to move on from coordinators, more often than not, you're next if this is not going to happen the way it's supposed to happen for Nick Sirianni and the Philadelphia Eagles. So I think a big part in this as well is what's going to happen with Dan Quinn? Is Dan Quinn going to get a head coaching job and now Mike McCarthy has to replace Mm -hmm. uh, him and find a new defensive coordinator? Hmm. Also, are they just going to be one-dimensional again in 2024 Mm -hmm. on the offensive side of the ball? Because 
one of the things that I've been harping on is that I don't see teams in today's game winning a Super Bowl being one-dimensional offensively. No, you can't. Nor can you sit there and think you you can play if you're the Buffalo Bills, and they didn't have a choice because their linebackers, so many of them were hurt. You can't play a uh, 210-pound, you know, guy at linebacker. Right. Right? That's what Buffalo just tried to do. The Kansas City Chiefs took advantage of it. Right. That's what the Dallas Cowboys tried to do. Yep. The, the the Packers and the Buffalo Bills, they took advantage of it. Mm, no doubt about right? that. Right? So I'm with you. You have a lot of things that you're going to have to, you know, sure up. And the same thing with the Eagles, but I believe a mm. the proper defensive coordinator right. would not have Hassan Reddick and, and Sweat and those guys dropping out in pass coverage on the first play of the damn game. Based on what you said, that's why I think Mike McCarthy is better to survive in Dallas after this year than Nick Sirianni because I firmly believe he's going to find that running back and he's going to find those linebackers. It can be a lot easier to go out to guys and say, hey, you're the missing piece on our defensive linebacker with Micah Parsons and Demarcus Lawrence and all those guys. It's a very attractive place to be if you're a player, being a part of that defense as a linebacker. Now, you don't need Roquan Smith. It'd be great, but he's not going anywhere from Baltimore. But you can find a quality linebacker that you come in and say, hey, that guy's there, or if the Wolf Hunter comes back, Leighton Van Der Esch. That can solve a lot of problems of linebackers in the Dallas Cowboys. And Mike McCarthy is basically known. I like Tony Pollard. We need a thumper. If you can't find Derrick Henry, you better buy, find somebody that's not lighting the britches like Tony Pollard is. Great, great back in terms of space with that kind of speed. But sometimes between the tackles, it's nice to turn my hand to somebody who's 225 pounds, 230 pounds, and say he will make a hole if a hole is not going to be there. Now let me also bring this to your attention, Freddie Coleman. All right, Mr. Harry Douglas. What we learned about the Dallas Cowboys under Mike McCarthy is that Dallas will Dallas at some point. We've also learned that from Stephen A. Smith. Oh, don't. And for me, for Dallas the last few years, and Michael Irvin, playmaker, he's touched on this on numerous of, of, of occasions. Right. The stars need to play like stars when the lights are the brightest. Absolutely. And that's another We haven't seen kind of that from Dallas the last few years in the playoffs. But we have, we have at some point mm-hmm. seen it from the Philadelphia Eagles. Although they lost six of the last seven games, and right. this year I might not be talking about that time. Okay. But they just went on a Super Bowl run. Yeah, but it can be very hard to recapture that if you gotten that close and didn't finish the job, and then the job finished you the next year. And you know this, playing for the Atlanta Falcons, they've never recovered from 28-3. They may never recover from 28-3 and get to that situation again. That's why I'm putting again. my name in the hat. That's why I'm calling well, uh, Mr. Not? Rich McKay. I'm going to call Mr. Blank, let them know. I'm putting my name in the hat. We're going to get this squared away. Yeah, they've interviewed everybody else. Why not you? You know, They've I'm interviewed just... Bill Belichick, Jim, Jim Harbaugh twice, the Wicked Witch of the West <laughs> and the Wizard of Oz. Why not Harry Douglas? Why can't he have his hat in the ring to have a chance to be Atlanta Falcons head coach? Everybody else got a second interview. Why can't you get one? But I, but I would also <laughs> say this too, though, Freddie, about the Dallas Cowboys, because every year, mm-hmm. Devin and Shannon, y'all, y'all Giants fans, oh, every Lord. year we hear about, uh-huh. oh, man, Super Bowl contenders. Y'all do know they haven't been to a damn NFC championship game. Since I believe it was January '96, you're not lying, and that's why I never, I never go down that road with other Cowboys fans. Or a- every Cowboys single year, they're a Super Bowl contender, mm-hmm. and this is a team that have not been to the mm-hmm. NFC Championship game since. Let me go back, January '96, the same year as the Olympics in Atlanta. I was a little boy. <laughs> I was a little old boy. Sometimes you still act like a little boy now. <laughs> it's been a very, very long time. 
The, hell, the Philadelphia Eagles just went last year. That's Philadelphia true. Eagles didn't want a Super Bowl. I know. The Cowboys cannot get past a divisional yeah. round. And every year, yeah. and y'all know that's a pet peeve of mine, uh-huh. we come on these shows, oh, uh, are no. the Cowboys a Super Bowl contender? Uh-huh. And you know, I really be want to say, hell no. I, I've said it all the time. They I, haven't I, I, been in forever. I, until I, I'll believe it when I actually see it as a Cowboys fan. I'm like that anti-anti-Cowboys fan because <laughs> those jokers always want I, – I, I want to believe, but when you have PTSD like I have, <laughs> those things don't match up. Like, this is the year. Until they prove it and get there, I'll believe it when I see it. Harry Douglas, Freddie, coming together in ESPN Radio's Freddie and Harry. But let me not upset my Dallas people. You know I still love y'all. Yeah. I just had to throw some truth out there really quick. I love you, Dallas. You just want to be there for the food. I'll be back soon. Yeah, you just want to be there for the food. I love y'all. And the ambiance and the environment. Just like my Buffalo, New York people. Your horns. I love you. Your horns are showing, Harry. Triple H say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Who's going to survive their make or break year? Is it Nick Sirianni in Philadelphia or Mike McCarthy in Dallas? Harry believes it's Sirianni. I believe it's McCarthy. What about you on the Freddie and Harry call on line at 888-729-3776? Big Charles in Virginia. What's up, my man? What's happening, y'all? First of all, this is my first time being able to call. It is not a Batman and Robin situation with y'all. It is two absolute supermen. Thank you, brother. I am an orthopedic surgeon, and I won't schedule any surgeries between at least two and four. Try to catch you a couple hours during the day. If I had to answer, Sirianni will survive. McCarthy won't because of the star. But I really don't care because I'm a uh, I'm, I'm born and bred in Baltimore, but I'm a Cleveland Brown fan. It hurt my feelings, but it's cool. <laughs> Wait, I'm, I'm still with my Browns all the way to the I'm an old 33rd Alameda, Baltimore. <laughs> but if you knew what that is, that's the old Memorial Stadium. Hey, hey, Charles, so I've been a Brown fan since. Yes, sir. Charles, real quick, how do you survive being a Cleveland Browns fan in a Ravens area? It, it was it was tough. I, I wore a lot of bags on my head, but you know, <laughs> when we were kids, we were able to. Where we lived at, we were able to jump the fence where the old stadium was, and they let us sit down on the field and watch wow. the games. And Brown and the Elf, he kind of bribed us into being Browns fans back then. But wow. uh, it's tough. I, I love my Browns to the end, but uh, McCarthy will not survive because of that star. They don't have the star power to, to pull the games out in the end. It's one and done every year, and they do it every single time. But God bless y'all. Y'all are the best. Freddie, you have the best voice. And, Ray, I promise you, when I was in a hospital – Working at night, I used to listen to you in the evening time on my radio before I did a surgery. But wow. God bless y'all. Y'all are the best. Y'all are the best, man. Charles and Virginia, God bless you for those kind words and to listen all these years and the new listen with us on the show. But how about that? He won't schedule a surgery until he hears us. And you know what, Freddie? And I, I'm going to let the people know on a little secret and a little uh, behind the scenes that we talk about a lot. Yeah. Um, we know the DMV area mm-hmm. is big when it comes to Freddie and Harry. So yeah, me and Freddie, we're, we're going to take a trip there at some point. No and doubt. we're going to take y'all beloved fans out to eat, man, and just have a good time and shoot the you-know-what. Absolutely. And, and no just doubt. embrace y'all, but allow y'all to, to see another part of us as well, man. So we, me yeah. and Freddie really look forward to yeah, it. We, we always want to be a part and have you a part of our community. And the best way to do that is have that kind of fellowship and have that kind of friendship that we've been able to not just make with you and me or with me, you, and Devin and Shannon, our producers, and Christine Lisi when she has a chance to be a part of the show as a sports center anchor. But plenty of people that call in and give us that, give us that kind of love. Believe me when I tell you, it means the world to both of us. It really does. We're, we're blessed to love what we do and do what we love. 
But a big part of that is standing on the shoulders of people out there like Charles in Virginia or Marcel in California, Kelly in Illinois, um, Roy the truck driver. Unique. So many, unique in, in New Jersey. Jersey, no doubt about that. So many different people. If I've left somebody out, charge it to my head, not to my heart as far as that goes. But believe me, you guys have had our heart from the beginning. And we always, always are thankful when you share those kind of stories with us. Keep weighing in at 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Who's going to survive their make or break year in 2024? Nick Sirianni, Philadelphia, or Mike McCarthy when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys? And speaking of coaches, Jim Harbaugh getting that close to be the Chargers head coach? But what about Bill Belichick? Know him in 2024? This is Freddie and Harry, and this is ESPN Radio. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets but expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. It is the Wednesday Groovathon known as Freddie and Harry. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Together presented by Progressive Insurance and the ESPN app. Sirius XM Channel 80. And don't forget to tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. The Charles want to lean back and lean back when it comes to hiring a head coach. And could it be Jim Harbaugh? who had a second interview tentatively scheduled with the Falcons on Thursday, 
It's unclear that meeting will take place because Jim Harbaugh, according to reports, is still in L.A. Let's bring in our man Chris Rim. Does a great job covering the charges as a reporter for ESPN in Los Angeles. Hit him on Twitter at ChrisRim1. Chris, we laid it out there. So what have you heard about Jim Harbaugh and maybe getting close to being the Chargers head coach when it's all said and done? Yeah, yeah, appreciate y'all having me over, first of all, uh, having me on here, guys. Yeah, I mean, all signs are, you know, pointing to this happening. It's, you know, the the signs have been there since the, the season ended. You know, there's, you know, but beyond the Harbaugh's coaching record and his, his success at the collegiate and the NFL level, there's, you know, the organization. He played 14 years in the league, his last two with the Chargers, and, you know, he turns teams around quickly and, and the Chargers need that in, in, a, in the worst way. So, you know, I think everyone is, you know, kind of expecting this to happen. Um, but the, you know, owner Dean Spanos and, you know, team president, his son, John Spanos, are, they're going to take their time with this as they've been doing. And I think how this process has gone, it's shown how much, you know, they are concerned with making sure they make the right pick here. Chris, when I look at the Los Angeles Chargers and I see the makeup of their football team, and it was a lot of finesse in my opinion when it came to the offensive side of the ball. Now, when dealing with a guy like Jim Harbaugh and the way all his teams have been built uh, throughout the years, it's built on physicality. It's built on winning the line of scrimmage, whether it's your offensive line, defensive line. I see what Mel Kuyper has. Brock Bowers slotted at number six, I believe, to the Los Angeles Chargers. Brock Bowers is his type of tight end that he loves on his football team. Do you see a culture shift in this football team as far as identity, you know, when it comes to winning a lot of scrimmage, being more physical, if they sign a guy like Jim Harbaugh, in which it wasn't, you know, the identity of this football team the last few years under Brandon Staley? Yeah, I think – more so with Harbaugh, what you'll see is uh, more accountability is what I would expect, right? So with, with Brandon, as you know, I reported in a story, you know, a little over a month ago is one of the biggest issues with, with Brandon uh, and his time with the Chargers was that, you know, players felt that, uh, you know, some, some players, you know, in the locker room felt that he didn't hold everyone accountable in the same way. You know, he had, you know, people who were his guys and, and that created, you know, division in the locker room and, and uh, you know, you know, feeling, you know, kind of an, an, an unfair, um, just feeling unfair treatment, you know, among among people in there. And when, when Brandon was let go and Giff Smith took over, players talked about that publicly, like, um, you know, uh, you know, talking about how, you know, Giff, yeah, I think Derwin James and Aloe Gilman talked about how he doesn't care who you are. He's going to be tough on you, but he's also going to tell you that he loves you and, you know, how that was a different type of approach. And uh, I was watching uh, Delaney Walker, I believe, who mm-hmm. played in uh, um, San Francisco when, when Harbaugh was there. He was talking about how when Harbaugh got there, they used to party. He was talking on a Bustin' with the Boys podcast, and he said how before Harbaugh got there, they used to party and they used to, uh, you know, go out all the time. And then when he got there, he talked about how he wanted to um, burn the snakes out the grass and he, he you know, <laughs> began releasing guys and, and, you know, really crack it down on everything that was going on and it helped change and it helped build winning. So I would say that, like, that, I think that would be the biggest difference in terms of this team. It'll just be, you know, accountability from, you know, Justin Herbert and Keenan Allen to the last guy on the roster. Great stuff by Chris Brim, ESPN Los Angeles Chargers reporter. Hit him on Twitter, Chris Brim1, joining Freddie and Harry in ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. You mentioned in terms of Justin Herbert when it comes to that quarterback, because that's a very attractive piece when it comes to anybody wanting to take on this job. 
How much will they have either consulted him or thought about him when it comes to hiring a new head coach, no matter who it's going to be? Yeah, I mean, if I was the Chargers, you know, every every interview I would have, I would probably have a, a cutout of Herbert in the background, right? You know, like the, you know, <laughs> this is the uh, the pull of the job. You know, no other job opening right now, or you know, one that probably will come open is going to have a, a quarterback this good, and. You know, that is why, you know, I think they've been considered among the most desirable of this cycle. Um, we, we actually I asked Justin if he would be consulted about the next head coach um, and GM pairing um, at the end of the year. And he said that he wasn't expecting to be, but that if the Chargers ever came to him and asked him for his opinion on a coach and a, and a general manager, he would definitely be interested in helping out. And he wouldn't shy away from, you know, giving, you know, whatever help the, the organization needed. But. You know, I think for the Chargers, whoever they hire, you know, the first questions are going to be, you know, what's your plan for this side of the ball? And, and you know, what's your plan to ultimately help us win and, and win with Justin? If they can't get Jim Harbaugh, who do they go to next? I think a guy like Mike Rabel makes a lot of sense. You know, uh, when you talk about the last person that they hire, and you don't have to always – I do think that, you know, just because you, you fire someone, that doesn't mean that this person did everything wrong and you're trying to find something completely different. But sometimes you do want to go in a different direction in terms of, you know, Staley was a first-time head coach. He had limiting, limited NFL experience. Vrabel is an experienced head coach. He's been to an AFC championship game. He's won with, a, you know, uh, a myriad of quarterbacks. You know, he got, uh, you know, he's played with Malik Willis. He's played with Mariota. He's played with Bo Levis now, and he's, you know, gotten great things out of Levis, Tannehill, um, and, and even the best, you know, some of Mario's best seasons there. So I think if they aren't able to get Harbaugh, I think a guy like Mike Rabel would be good to look look out for in terms of another guy with experience who is known for winning and, and, and turning teams around. He, he hasn't been as successful as Harbaugh, but, um, you know, what he did in Tennessee, I think, has, is respected around the league. A little birdie told me who Charmaine named a Shannon Penn, our producer, that you're native of Philadelphia, but you're a Los Angeles <laughs> Lakers fan. How do these things happen, Chris, on the East Coast when you're loving a team on the West Coast? <laughs> well, well, you know, Kobe Kobe is from right outside of Philly, so uh, I was a big Kobe guy. Okay. And, you know, growing up, man, it, it was easy to be a Lakers fan because Sixers weren't that good. You know, that was, just, <laughs> I was growing up. That was the whole trust. Of, it was the whole tanking era, and, you know, it was, it was different then, man. Yeah, well, Chris Rim did not trust the process. He wasn't having done any of that when it came to choosing the Lakers over the 76. It's great follow on Twitter. Chris Rim won. Does a great job as a Los Angeles Charge reporter for ESPN. He is Chris Rim joining us here on Freddie and Harry. Great stuff, Chris. Man, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much and take care and be well. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, whoever they bring in as a head coach. My personal gut is telling me if they're that close, having two interviews with Jim Harbaugh and then not letting him leave Los Angeles without money, details, contract, et cetera. Are they that kind of team, Harry? Because you follow the NFL like I do. You do a better job following more than I do. Does that mean a guy like that makes them contenders in a rugged and still is going to be rugged AFC, no matter what Jim Harbaugh did in the past, with the charge of hope he can do for them in the future? Right away, I wouldn't say – well, let me say this first, because – there's a lot of construction that needs to be done if mm-hmm. Jim Harbaugh is the coach. Right. Because they would need a bell cow running back. They would have to switch the mindset of the offensive line from pass blocking to run blocking, in which O-linemen love to do that first anyway. Um, 
But I think you have to also look at the cap and how that's going to be affected as well. But when you have Justin Herbert, you can make other things shake and make other things work. They will be a contender. I don't know if it will be Mm -hmm. in 2024. It's possible. Right. But I need to see what's going to happen and shake on their football team first before I can just say right now today right. that's going to happen. Because I know I don't think it's going to happen in Austin Eckler, I believe, is a free agent. Mm-hmm. With him as the running back, when you have Jim Harbaugh and his offensive uh, philosophies. Yeah, especially Austin Eckler would be a perfect kind of guy, kind of a Blake Corn for his running back like we saw he did at Michigan when Jim Harbaugh was the head coach, about to be, in my opinion, the Chargers head coach sooner than later. Austin but, but, but Eckler, see, I, they do. If, if I'm Jim Harbaugh, I don't want Austin Eckler as my as my number Why not? Back. Why not? Because I, I think Blake Corum is more so of a, a physical style runner okay. in between the tackles. I, I don't view Austin Eckler as an in-between-the-tackles type, type runner. Even though they're basically almost the same size? I, I don't think they're almost the same size. It, it, I'm talking it, about height-wise. No, but but it's all about body stature and how much your body can, you know, how many hits you can take okay. and your durability. Okay. Austin Eckler has been durable, but if if it's it's a reason why the Los Angeles Chargers on third and one and fourth and one, you see them continuously throw the football. Mm-hmm. Well, that's because the head coach is Brandon Staley. But you, I'm not, I don't want to. <laughs> but I don't want to hand it off to Austin Eckler. On, in, in that case, I hand it off to Blake Corum. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just going by what we saw from the Chargers. I thought plenty of times when plays were there to be made. And the coaching staff, in my opinion, at times failed their quarterback, Justin Herbert, or failed that offense, or failed that defense, or failed that football team. Because Brandon Staley was coaching like he was in charge of a fantasy football team. 100%. Trying to get the trophy at the end of the year and have bragging rights over his friends in the backyard at the barbecue next year. There were plenty of times that he made asinine decisions. And I'm thinking, man, you got this kind of talented roster. You have these guys that can make these plays. And time and time again, he failed that team. And the, the biggest indictment was 27 nothing against the Jacksonville Jaguars. You can say, well, the players need to make plays. The coach didn't exactly help out either yeah. by dialing it back. All the things you did to give 27 nothing. why would you dial that back? He was horrible at making in-game adjustments. We saw that time and time again, and he's brought to be a defensive guy. And then in the words of Bart Scott, they couldn't stop a nosebleed when they needed to. Yep. So now you, if you bring the head coach that can make any kind of adjustment with that kind of talent, whether you have to do bringing in talent or releasing talent, it's going to be infinitely better then we saw from a talented roster where the head coach failed them time and time again in Brandon Staley. And, and I think the most important thing with Jim Harbaugh is the culture that he's going to be able to to build, but also the identity change. Because I, I don't think they're just going, hey, Justin Herbert, go drop back 35, 40 times a game and let it fly. Even though he, he can do that because of the arm, ta- the arm talent and the physical specimen that he is. Mm-hmm, yeah. But what we've seen from a Jim Harbaugh and his DNA. Absolutely. We gonna run this football. We are gonna be physical. We are gonna get the ball to the tight ends. We are gonna sprinkle in the wide receivers, and that's how we're going to do things. That's what Jim Harbaugh and his offensive philosophy mm-hmm. has showed us over the years. Yeah, especially when at Stanford when he got that going, they were brutal, they were cruel, they were efficient, but they were gonna make you make mistakes and bend to their will more than the other way around. Look, Michigan had a game this year. But they didn't throw the ball in the second half. Against Penn State on the road. <laughs> didn't throw the ball. In. Blake Corm nose bloody everything, and he excited. Shout out to Blake Corm's father too, man. Uh, yeah. I had a chance to chop it up with with, with that with story. The big dog. By the way, Google that story about Blake Corum. By the way, involving his parents and him. Really cool story about his background. How he's able to get to where he has been and where he's going to go. 
in the National Football League. It's a fantastic story for those out there. Just Google that story, Blake Corum, and especially come to Blake Corum's dad. He is a hoot and a half, as my wife would say. Blake Corum's dad is a hoot when it comes to that, no doubt about it. Just got that. a little text from a little birdie. That Harbaugh yeah. situation might be a done deal. Uh-huh, all right. That tweet, tweet. You never know. Kellen Moore might be retained. Tweet, tweet. Put it this way. Kellen Moore can follow orders. Who better to follow <laughs> from that guy who had success in the NFL and at Stanford and at San Diego and just won a national championship with Michigan. Here's Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman together on Freddie and Harry presented by Progressive Insurance. You can bundle home and auto and save. How do you do that? By visiting Progressive.com. So if Michigan is going to lose Jim Harbaugh to the Los Angeles Chargers, why does no one want to hire Bill Belichick? This is ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. It is the Wednesday Groovathon known as Freddie and Harry. I'm Freddie Coleman. He's Harry Douglas on the ESPN app. Sirius XM Channel 80. And always tell you a smart speaker to play ESPN radio. Apparently, nobody wants Bill Belichick's funk other than the Atlanta Falcons. And they may not want it either. They've interviewed Bill Belichick twice. And crickets. Nothing. They've interviewed other people twice. They brought in other people they want to talk to. If you had told me last week, Harry that we'd be six days talking about the Atlanta Falcons not having Bill Belichick as their head coach because I'll stand up on it and I'll say, man, oh, man, you're not going to bring somebody like him twice and interview him and go, yeah, we're going to look at somebody else. Where apparently, Harry Douglas, your Atlanta Falcons have done exactly that. And I think it's the simple fact when you interview a guy like Bill Belichick and you talk to him and you have to also review everything that he had going on with the New England Patriots, all the roles that he took on there as well. And if Bill in those meetings is, is telling you that he wants complete control, he wants to, you know, have all the say when it comes to the roster. Right. And you're the Atlanta Falcons and you feel like you don't want Bill Belichick to have all the say when it comes to the roster because you look at what has transpired the last four years in New England, then it might put some halt 
mm-hmm. in hiring Bill Belichick uh, and company. Right. Also, okay. when you look at a Belichick, you got to think about who are all the people you're probably going to have to let go within your organization that's been involved with that organization for a very, very long time. And we're talking about multiple, a multiple of jobs because if he's coming in and he wants things his way, he's going to be comfortable. What better way to be comfortable right. than with people that have done it your way with you for the longest? And especially when you know that way has worked, even though the last four years that way clearly was 100%. not the right Patriot way. And I thought Carlos Ramon Graham hit us on Twitter, Coleman ESPN, and also HDogs83. He says, I think the NFL has realized that Bill Belichick isn't what Tom Brady made him seem to be. He's looked horrible without him, and fair or not, the last impression carries that much weight. Now, when it comes to the Atlanta Falcons, right, the defense, you know, they did some big things this season. Um, outside of the last two games, they were they were down the last two games, but they the made defense is pretty good. They made major major strides, and that defense kept them in a lot of ball games. Right where the Atlanta Falcons is, uh, where they're looking to upgrade currently, is on the offensive side of the ball. Sure, we understand what Bill Belichick can be defensively. They were seventh in total defense last year in total yards allowed, and the year before top five or whatnot. But when you look at a uh, Bijan Robinson, a Tyler Algier. Uh, Cal Pitts, a John New Smith, a Drake London, and you hear all those names with a good offensive line. Mm-hmm. How, how's Bill Belichick going to be able to get through to those guys? Yeah, unless he has, because he's on defensive side of the ball, right? Unless he has Tom Brady come back and act like Benjamin Button and that, that, in that, reverse. That's what I'm saying. So, Bill Belichick's strong suit is on the defensive side of the ball. Right, so that's a good point. Are you drafting a young quarterback if you're Atlanta? Because I don't want Bill Belichick trying to, you know, get my young quarterback ready to play. Because we just seen that with Mac Jones, right? Yeah, exactly. Because a lot of people they don't look so much as Mac Jones failed the New England Patriots. A lot of people say Bill Belichick did not know how to coach Mac a guy Jones. like Bill. Yeah, he did not know how to coach him and make him better. He got progressively worse and worse and worse after his rookie season. Meanwhile, the Atlanta Falcons. They're putting in their slips when it comes to second in-person interview requests with two guys that will be coaching this weekend in the same in the same organization with the same team. The offensive coordinator for the Lions, Ben Johnson, and the defensive coordinator for the Lions, Aaron Glenn. And they're the only team that has shown any kind of interest in Bill Belichick. Why Adam Schefter? Why ESPN NFL Insider? He said as much in a Pat McAfee show on Monday. We seem more enthused than the teams have so far because Uh-oh. the only team that he's spoken to so far, to my knowledge, is the Falcons. And so, well, we wondered about Dallas. We wondered about Philly. We wondered about Buffalo. You could do that exercise for a lot of teams because he is the greatest coach of all time. He belongs somewhere. So it's a little strange. Like when Tom Brady was a free agent quarterback, There might have been more, but I believe there were only two teams, two of 32, the Chargers in Tampa. That was it. Like, why would more teams not have been interested? And I think, to me, it's almost repeating itself with Bill as a head coach here. Why would there not be more teams that are interested in Bill Belichick? It's just odd to me. Because what we know about the National Football League in 2024 is that, you know, the younger you are, the the more easy it is for you to relate to your players. And in, in, in today's game, it's not like when Bill Belichick was coaching early in his career mm-hmm. where if you say something, the, the young men just do it. No, you got to tell them why. I need to know why. 
I deal with it with my kids. They're seven and four. <laughs> I never asked my damn parents why I'm growing up. It was yes sir, no sir. All the time. I get the hell slapped out of me. It's funny. Well, my kids, that. I got to explain yeah. why. Yep. Hey, this this morning of my daughter. Yeah. Hey, yeah. daddy, you're supposed to get me a Build-A-Bear. Why aren't you getting me a Build-A-Bear? Uh, well, in order for you to get a Build-A-Bear, you got to have great behavior. Right. You just don't get it just because I said I was going to get it right. if your behavior is not <laughs> intact. It's funny you mention that. I remember doing a hockey game last year at Sacred Heart, and the Boston College head coach, the old school guy, asked him, what's the difference between when you play compared to players now? He said, you had to explain why. Before, like you said, Harry, when the coach said do it, you did it. Even if you didn't want to do it, you did it. Now it's a negotiation. And he says that can be very debilitating to a coach that knows that players will follow him, but now they want an explanation why. They're not just going to follow you blindly. And maybe Bill Belichick is finding that out in the worst way in the modern times when it comes to the NFL and coaching and relatability to players, no matter your pedigree from the past. Could that be something that Doc Rivers may go through now that he's going to take over the Milwaukee Bucks and Giannis Antetokounmpo being his main star? This is Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast.